Green Scene on the Pat Kenny Show with AIB, working alongside Irish communities towards a low-carbon future. We pledge to do more. Now, in the Green Scene today, how orca whales are killing sharks by sucking out their livers. Yuck! <laughs> but first, the extraordinary story of the so-called cocaine hippos of Colombia. We're joined by Dr. Ruth Freeman, Director of Science for Society at Science Foundation Ireland. Ruth, good morning. Good morning, Pat. All right, who and what are the cocaine hippos of Colombia? It's big trouble with big animals this week. So the cocaine hippos are what we call the world's largest invasive species, and they were essentially the pets of Pablo Escobar, the famous drug lord who became the wealthiest criminal in the world. He had over 30 billion in assets by the time he died. But he used some of this money to set up a zoo. He illegally imported exotic animals to his home in Colombia. He had um, uh, giraffes and and, and other large animals, camels, but he also had hippos. He brought in one male hippo and three female hippos. Now, after his empire collapsed, the authorities moved a lot of the other big animals. But quite frankly, they didn't know what to do with these hippos. So they just left them there. How many hippos were there? So there was four initially, but now there's 150. So there had to be at least one male and one female. One male, three females was what was there. But but a modelling study predicts that, that they could grow to uh, 1,500 uh, if, if, if nothing happens to them. And of course, this is causing some problems. Um, so one hippo eats about 40 kilograms of grass a day and they're now living in the rivers and lakes in Colombia. Because uh, they like to roll in the mud. It's part of what do, they do. Exactly. So, so they're having a great time. Now, unfortunately, the excrement from a hippo causes all sorts of problems, pollutes the water, kills the fish, creates algal blooms. So that's causing problems for local fishermen. Um, they're probably going to be displacing some of the very delicate creatures there like manatees and otters and, and caiman, a kind of uh, alligator-like creature that lives in South America. And of course, they're very dangerous. I mean, hippos cause many deaths in Africa. They've no predators in Colombia. You know, in Africa, they're faced with the lions, the hyenas, the crocodiles. Um, so, so really, the population can now okay, run so out of control. The, the three females and the male, um, they've already multiplied to how many? 150. 150. And the projection is if... One th- it could get up to 1,500 <laughs> okay. in 16 years. So something has to be so done. So what's the plan? So, so the Colombian government thought, well, look, let's just cull them. But they got into an awful lot of trouble. They had very graphic pictures of dead hippos and a huge public outcry. So then they decided to send vets in to sterilise them. I mean, you can imagine how difficult that is. Castrating a male hippo. (laughs) Not an easy job for anyone. So that hasn't worked terribly well either. Um, Some conservationists are saying, look, it's not the hippo's fault. We should leave them there. There was actually a court case in New York to protect the interest of these hippos. So they finally agreed to try and move them. So now plans are in place to send 60 of these hippos to a sanctuary in Mexico uh, and uh, or to a park in India, sorry, and then a sanctuary which is going to take 10. Uh, So the plan is to, to cut the population down. But this is not going to be easy. Um, I mean, sedating and moving a hippo (laughs) isn't an easy job and it's going to cost them three and a half million dollars to do this. I presume though they seized enough of Escobar's (laughs) assets over the years to to pay that bill. One would hope so. But it's extraordinary unintended consequences. Absolutely. Now, um, sharks uh, being victimised by orcas. Explain what's going on. So so yeah, this is is the story of two orcas. They're called port and starboard because of the directions that their dorsal fins uh, uh, droop. And they've been on the radar of scientists for, for about eight years and they're expert shark killers. They, they live in South Africa and the Western Cape and what they've been seen doing is attacking sharks, making a very surgical incision between the pectoral fins of the shark 
and extracting the liver and letting the rest of the shark carcass go. So they'd been seen doing this. They'd actually been filmed doing this last year. But okay, so, so normally, what would they do with an orca? Would, well, well, an orca could eat a shark. They could eat a shark. The whole shark, but these, these are choosing not to. And, and actually, it's really come into the headlines because on February the 24th, 19 seven-gill sharks, which is a big shark, washed up on a beach with their livers extracted. So these guys were on a killing spree. And it's not the first time They've been on killing sprees before and they really started with great whites. Mm. Now, now, normally when they're attacking a shark, they would uh, go for the flesh of the shark, but that is damaging to their teeth. Well, exactly. So sharks have these denticles on their scales. They're almost like teeth. Yeah. And, and what scientists think is that that's tough work for these guys. It wears down their teeth and it's a tough, chewy meal, whereas the liver is full of fat, full of energy, full of calories, exactly what big beasts <clears throat> like the orcas need. So, so it's so much easier for them to just go So they get all the their nutrition their vitamins and all that uh, by going directly to the liver uh, obviously when they take apart a shark to eat it in, in a conventional way they know they've discovered where the liver is They know exactly And they're taking the, the shortcut <clears throat> They're taking the shortcut and more worryingly they seem to be teaching other orcas to do it So when when Starboard was last filmed doing that he was being watched by three young male orcas and we know that these whales can teach each other things We know that they have cultural spread and we know that information spreads through populations and in fact the Great Whites are now essentially gone from this part of South Africa. Now, some conservationists will say we have to look at other impacts like fishing. A lot of their Mm. prey is gone because we are actually fishing it out, small sharks and fish. But certainly the fear of these orcas seems to be having a dramatic impact on shark populations. And that's a concern because they're they're all part of this Mm. delicate ecosystem. It is fascinating though to think that they're teaching other yeah. sh- I mean other orcas how to do it because you'd imagine we have this little trick why share it because it'll make the grub more scarce Yeah but again these are social creatures they work yeah. together and actually these orcas work together as a pair that's why they are so successful so they have that inherent sociability and with that comes culture communication teaching learning so fascinating yeah. now, now it may be bad luck for the sharks but it could be better luck for their prey. Well, it, it certainly is likely to be so. The seals and, and, and the, the other small marine mammals that sharks feed on are likely to explode. But again, in the short term, that might seem to be good news for seals and surfers, of course, yes. in this area who, who now are, are much less afraid of the sharks. But of course, once those seals explode, they will eat more fish. That will impact on the balance of fish populations there. So, And of course, the orcas will still be hungry, so presumably they'll eat the seals. Well, they may be, they may well be next. You're okay. right. And, and in terms of tourism, of course, there is a you know the shark cages that people yeah. got. that's big business so, in South Africa. Absolutely. So in the shark tourism, they used to see five to twenty sharks a day, and last year that was what they saw in the whole year in one of wow. these key shark areas for great whites. So that that industry in parts of South Africa has just completely collapsed. So yeah, right. big impact so, for so tourism. So we actually don't know uh, what started this cycle for port and starboard, no. but. They've learned it now and they won't unlearn it. No, they won't. And, and it's likely to spread. So, so, so yeah, mm. I'm not sure what we can do about that. All right. Ruth Freeman, Director of Science for Society at Science Foundation Ireland. Uh, thank you very much for joining us.